Coming up, another wild week in Big Ten basketball and a weekend for us to go over in Big Ten news. And after a wild week of basketball, we'll ask the question, who is really, really good in the Big Ten? A lot of teams I think we know are pretty good, but who's going to be really, really good at the end? We'll try and break that down here as we update things here on Locked On Big Ten. <laughs> Our Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome into Locked On Big Ten. Today's show is brought to you in part by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with the Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, gaming, music, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Coming up on today's show, we know there's a lot of really good teams in the Big Ten. Last week, we went over who are the best players out there in the conference. This week, we're going to update you here to start off the week with a look at what the best teams are doing right now and what they've been able to do so far and what we think they can do going forward to put them into the tiers that they're in at the moment. That's kind of what's coming up here later on. First, though, we need to get into a big weekend of Big Ten news. First, let's get into the scores from over the weekend. A whole lot of Big Ten basketball, of course, to recover or to cover over from all the way back until Friday. Uh, number 14, Michigan State defeated number 8, Wisconsin, in probably the matchup of the weekend, 86-74. to Number 17, Illinois, lost to Maryland, 81-65. to We'll talk more about that when we talk about Illinois in just a minute. Minnesota just barely edged out Rutgers, 68-65. Peyton Willis had a big game in that one. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. Penn State and Iowa. Iowa won 68-51. Hawkeyes continuing to stay afloat there as Keegan Murray and the Hawkeyes have been a bit of a surprise team that's been decent in the Big Ten this year. A game postponed over the weekend, number 19, Ohio State and Nebraska. At number four, Purdue beat Northwestern easily, 80-60 to bounce back from the loss against Indiana. And Indiana lost after beating Purdue to Michigan at home, 80-62. to in other sports, women's basketball scores from over the weekend. Northwestern on Sunday faced off against number 12, Maryland. Couldn't put up much of a fight, 87-59. to Also, number 25, Iowa beat Illinois handily, 82-56. to No triple-double for Caitlin Clark this time, though. She finishes with 18-8-7. Today, number 7, Michigan hosts Purdue on the women's side. No men's basketball games on the schedule today. That's everything you may have missed as far as scores go in the Big Ten weekend. As far as Big Ten news that you might have missed from Friday until now. Uh, Big Ten Players of the Week actually just coming out a little bit before recording here. Minnesota's Peyton Willis with 32 points and 8 threes against Rutgers. We mentioned he had a big game. It was huge. That 8 threes, a Minnesota franchise tying record record-tying performance, and he is a co-player of the week, along with Michigan's Hunter Dickinson. He had a big game as Michigan defeated Indiana, as we said, on Sunday. A new top 25 polls are out as well here. Purdue finishes at number 6 in the newest voting. Wisconsin's up to number 10. Michigan State, 11. Ohio State, 16. Illinois, number 24. And Indiana receiving votes in the poll as well after upsetting Purdue. They received votes last week too, I believe. 
Also, other polls coming out in preseason baseball. The uh, preseason baseball America poll announced Big Ten only had one representative in that top 25. Uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers clock in at number 20. Also over the weekend, Indiana officially announced new coaches for Tom Allen. Chad Witt Wilt will be the new defensive coordinator for the team. Paul Randolph is the new D-line coach. And in other Big Ten football news, uh, Kirk Ferentz denied over the weekend a re previous report that I think we had talked about on the show, too, about disbanding the diversity committee that had been put together there at Iowa after allegations of racism and other things within that culture and program. Uh, he ended up sending out a message to people with the university and I'm just going to read straight from it here, quote, It has been reported that this group has been disbanded or, or dissolved, this, the diversity group. Uh, he goes on, That is not accurate. Several members indicated their interest in stepping away from the committee in December as they felt their work had made a real impact and the time was right to transition to a new group of new voices. Therefore, I made the decision to release members from their commitment following the bowl game and shared that with them via email. The group is ongoing, and I am in the process of inviting new members to join the group. So, uh, Ferentz at least claiming now that this was a bit of just misunderstanding with between the reporting what actually happened, and uh, I guess we'll see as things move on if that's actually the case, of course. We've got a whole lot to talk about here on Locked On Big Ten today. I really want to dive in as we dove in early last week on everything in the Big Ten's best individual players put together a kind of top 10. I have a little bit of a tiers updated as to where I have the Big Ten's best teams. And while before we were talking about what has actually been done on the court with these players, I want to talk about really just what we have seen in the eye test with everything going on in the Big Ten. Because there are some teams that have gotten off to rough starts who I think will end up being better and are better. Some teams that have been playing pretty well who I, I am surprised by, to be honest. We'll get into all of it here in just a minute. Right on Locked On Big Ten. Hey, Big Ten fans, this is Nate Dickinson with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back on every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents off per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back don't pay the full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the free app and use promo code score for an additional 50 cents per gallon on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back or a year in cash back check that and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime in your bank account, PayPal, an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands too. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents off per gallon more or more on your cash or on your cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE at GetUpside. Hey, welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Here on the show today, I wanted to take a little bit of a deeper dive into the best teams in the Big Ten because I've kind of come across as we've started to talk about this season and these Big Ten teams that I feel like people always fall into this rut of there's that big middle pack, and it's true every year it is. There's that big middle pack of teams that can beat everyone any night, but are at the same time not going to be consistent enough to really, really compete at the end. And these teams kind of know who they are. 
and they're hoping for miracle runs at the right time to get hot at the right time and that happens but for real if we're talking about what we really really know in our minds there's a few teams in the big 10 i feel like that have stepped up to a point that we can really trust what they're going to be able to do this season and there's others that have really just shown the flashes so far so uh, i'm interested to hear where you would put all this stuff and you can again follow us at locked on big 10 at locked on big one zero and let us know or at my twitter at nate with sports but I want to dive in into just what I am seeing so far from these teams in the Big Ten. So, again, this is really what I think just I've seen from where I think teams can get here. And the consistency is key because that's the difference between good and great college basketball teams. A lot of teams. I'd say the top, oh, I don't know, 50, 60 in the country. Probably just about everyone that makes the tournament for sure at an at-large bid and a lot of those automatic bids too. A lot of those teams are good enough that if they have a good night, they can compete with another really good college basketball team or even the best. But to be able to win this tournament that we have at the end of the year and to be able to re- really be considered one of the best of the best throughout the regular season too, you got to be able to do it with some sort of consistency that tells the people voting, the people making tournaments, tells them that you're going to be able to at least put together some sort of entertaining run or are worthy of at least having a shot. So with the Big Ten, there's a lot of teams that aren't going to have that kind of problem making this tournament. There's teams that are good enough to do that here. A lot of them. But the question is, how many second weekend teams are there here? How many teams that are really going to be competing for championships are there in this conference with at least what we've seen so far? Who can get there? Again, it's kind of hard to rule out anybody. But I want to kind of dive into who has, uh, at least I think, the best of the best chances right now. And I don't think you can start this conversation, even though they just lost, without the Purdue Boilermakers. Because it's obvious that this team, more than any team in the Big Ten right now, has every single piece it needs. I mean, when we talked about the best players in the Big Ten, it was Travion Williams, it was Jaden Ivey, Zach Eady. These are guys who are experienced, strong Big Ten players Every single game. Sasha Stefanovic is someone who we honestly haven't even talked enough about on this show, despite how important he is to that Purdue team. I mean, Purdue has it all. But it's also been clear that Purdue hasn't quite put all the pieces together yet. There's plenty that Purdue does really well, but there's still a lot that it needs to get better at. And I do think it needs to, as I've mentioned before on the show, kind of find that second piece to be the real, real playmaker and uh, scorer on the outside of the perimeter. And I think Sasa Stefanovic is a really, really great person to do that. And if he hits the stride at the right time, they're good. They're going to be really, really a tough out. But Purdue just needs to be able to have that kind of consistency from a second like perimeter player to be able to, I think, really just like solidify in my mind that, all right, this team's ready to make a run. Because right now I'm seeing too much of a Purdue team that is kind of stagnant for stretches on offense, is struggling to find the way to get the talented player the best shot. And that's stuff that can be figured out. I really do believe that over the course of a not too long time. We're close to February now. But it's going to be crucial for Purdue to do this as we go into the last month of this regular season. Uh, Next team I want to talk about is Illinois. 
the team that obviously ran right with Purdue up until the end more than a week ago. And maybe it's just me still riding off the high of that game, but I still feel like Illinois is another one of those teams that could, with the performances that they've had and with getting a guy like Andre Corbello back, really, really can put things together and go on a run here. They're clicking at the right time. This team has been hot. It's getting the guy who runs its offense back. And the offense had been doing pretty well without him for a while. So I think Illinois has that kind of explosive power. I was down on Illinois a lot of the early part of the season. But I think they've proven it. I think Kofi Cokeburn has proven that he's going to be able to go out and be a consistent guy every single time out. I wasn't really, really confident with his ability to do it every single game with the, the kind of exceptional talent, especially in the Big Ten, that there is at his position. So he stood up. He stood up. Uh, Corbello's back in playing well. Everybody else around, I mean, do we even need to get into Trent Frazier? No. It's been really, really strong for Illinois, and I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what they do now that they're apparently looking like they're back. I, it, it just appears like that team has been able to find a way to click here as of late, uh, despite the fact that it did go winless in the last week. That That's a little side note, too. Well, if you know Locked On, then you already know about Bet Online. It's your online sportsbook experts, the place that you go for all of your sports betting needs all the time. They got the lines up to date always. Good news that you can read up on to make sure that you're educated before you throw in your bets. And as always, free money for you to play with if you let them know that we sent you over here at Locked On. If you sign up and use our promo code Locked On, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. So you can get some extra money to play with right off the bat. Be sure to make some money and, of course, start making money with that money that you made for free. Again, it's betonline.ag, all the sports betting you ever need. A new kind of interface that they have that just makes it look better. So many sports websites, it's insane how old-fashioned they still look. BetOnline's not going to give you that problem. Head on over to the site now and sign up using our promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. January is the time to get in shape. New Year's resolutions are in full effect. Those winter months, not a lot to do outside. Head on over to the gym and head on over to Built Bar to make sure that you're filling up and staying nutritious while also living the healthiest life that you can while you're getting in shape. Head on over to Built.com and use our promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off anything you get over at the website, and they've got a whole lot to choose from over at Built Bar. Whether it be the powders you can put into drinks, they've got little gel tabs you can just shoot right into your mouth. And also, they've got, of course, the Built Bar. The 100% dark chocolate in every bar. 150 calories or less in almost every bar. Less than 5 net grams of carbs and sugars with more than 15 grams of protein. And all sorts of flavors for you to choose from. It's Built Bar. You know what it is. If you've been listening to Locked On, you know that this stuff just tastes great. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And they're not kidding. I opened this up and I was expecting to see, honestly, a, a protein bar with a little chocolate on it. But no, this thing looks like a candy bar and tastes like a candy bar too. You're going to love it. Head on over to Built.com right now. Use our promo code LOCKED15 and save some money on your order too. Again, that's Built.com and the code LOCKED15. The third team I kind of put in this third, first top tier is Michigan State just because you kind of can't leave them out. The Spartans have been consistent. 
And to be quite honest, they're not the flashiest team in the Big Ten. They do not have any of those uh, top 10 wooden player of the year candidate players that are kind of driving the popularity of this entire conference right now and the individual teams in it. But Michigan State wins. I mean, Michigan State has kind of, in a way, under the radar, I want to say. It's weird to, to kind of think that as a top 10 team in the country, and we'll find out, I think, a lot more about them when they play Illinois here tomorrow. But Michigan State has just rolled through. It beat a ranked Kentucky team in the offseason, in the non-conference, of course, but then just rolling through Big Ten teams. Wisconsin, it beat by 12. It's got Illinois later on. It's beaten, I'm looking at, or actually lost to Northwestern, we remember that, beat Minnesota, beat Nebraska, beat Northwestern, so actually Minnesota, I'm wrong here, I'm very wrong, Michigan State hasn't played all that many teams yet, but still, when you look at the numbers and the kind of rankings and teams things that they have here, Michigan State has played a consistent basketball to an extent that you have to give them the kind of respect that, well, national pollsters have been giving them. The only games that they've lost this season have been to exceptional basketball teams outside of that Northwestern game. They lost to Kansas, who they played right away to start the season by 13, and then later on lost to a ranked Baylor team by 17, but that Baylor team's, again, one of the best teams in the country too. So it's a really, really good Michigan State team. But I was, I was totally off in saying that this team had already kind of proven itself in the Big Ten schedule. This Michigan State basketball team's kind of taken that same route as the Michigan State football team. I mean, it's going to be playing again. Beat Wisconsin, which is most impressive win so far, obviously. But then you got Illinois next. You still got to play Michigan right after that, obviously. That'll be a huge game. Indiana's up. Wisconsin a second time after beating them already will be big. Illinois a second time. Purdue, Ohio State. Iowa's on the schedule. Iowa's been playing well. So Michigan State's got the rest of its schedule coming up. I'm going to take Michigan State out of this top tier, actually move them down into the top of the next one. I don't think that they've played quite the schedule yet to kind of get my attention the right way. No. I, I, and in that second tier after Michigan State, then I guess, right behind them are, I, is Wisconsin, the team that they just knocked off. I think that Wisconsin is a team that's kind of the opposite of what I worry about with Illinois, or was worried about with Illinois, because before Cabello came back, and before that team got hot, uh, I was kind of not seeing the flow on offense. Wisconsin's got a lot of flow on offense. I just struggle to see what happens when a team who is able to really, really slow a game down and get them into a half-court deal, is that kind of a structured thing going to be able to stretch out a defense in the way that it does when Wisconsin is running the way that it wants to. I, I don't worry too much about it. And again, Wisconsin's, I think, yeah, fourth on this list I have. So really good basketball team. But with the way that they play right now, I, I still have questions about them kind of in a similar way that I do to Illinois. But with Illinois, it's more kind of just what have you done for me lately, right? I mean, Wisconsin just lost by 12 to Michigan State. Illinois, again, losing recently and we'll talk about that Maryland loss as well I don't think that's a huge huge uh, big factor difference maker from what I saw in that game but uh, anyway uh, Illinois almost beat a Purdue team looked really really good at home in that game playing at home's different than on the road in the Big Ten I know but I, I still for whatever reason I value that game I watched between Illinois and Purdue more than I do from what I've seen from Wisconsin despite that it, it's uh, been 
and really impressive start start to the season for the Badgers. They've just kind of, I think, fallen back a little bit to the norm of what they're going to be. Uh, Ohio State's another team that is just consistent. EJ Liddell there is going to be consistent every time. Ohio State basketball number 16 right now. Yes, on the AP polls. So they're going to be a presence in that poll, in that NCAA tournament. I struggle to see the way that they get through three weekends of that tournament, though. It feels like Ohio State's destined to be like a four or five seed, and maybe they get to that Sweet 16 game, but it's just not feeling like it's a team that's proven to anybody like that's going to be deep in their brackets. I guess that's what I think about when I think about this team and these teams going into this last month of the season. Like, what do you need to do to convince me that you can win twice in three days or four days or whatever it is, three weekends in a row against the best teams in the country or just hottest teams in the country and whatever it is you want to think about how the teams are selected throughout the length of that tournament. I don't know if Ohio State's there yet for me. Maybe I just haven't watched enough of Ohio State to be impressed enough yet. But right now, they just haven't caught the attention in the way that makes me say, oh, that team has the playmakers to be able to do it. EJ Liddell's huge playmaker, obviously. I'm not doubting that. But outside of him, I'm looking to find the kind of a wow power to be able to get that done. Uh, a team like Indiana's, I guess, a little bit similar. Maybe I have a little bit more trust in Indiana's ability to have the playmakers and guys who can go out and win a game against just anybody, anytime. I mean, we saw it against Purdue, of course, at home in Assembly Hall. Biggest win for IU in, I don't know, five years or more. I'm trying to think back to when the last time IU was like ranked or something that would have been around there. But yeah, the point is Hoosiers are now in full attack mode as far as the confidence in this team going forward after you beat Purdue in that kind of a way, storm that court like that. IU closing in on the top 25 if they break into it, obviously. Then even more people buy in in Bloomington. And when things start to get excited down there, it's obviously one of the best college basketball environments in the country. So maybe they can ride that momentum to more. I still think Indiana has a little bit, a few more question marks to try and kind of answer if they're going to be able to move up to like that Purdue, Michigan State, Illinois kind of level. But right now, I think Indiana has the right things going for it. We'll see if they can continue to make the right moves. Uh, the other teams I had down, Michigan, Rutgers, and Iowa, just kind of in that middle of the pack way. Michigan just has the talent, and I, I want them to turn around, and I think they may be starting to. Again, beat Indiana just a little bit ago, but now has an opportunity to kind of re-identify itself as a good team. Because again, there's a month left in the season. I really do think that's enough time for Michigan to get back into a, a safe spot just because people want them there. People want to see this Michigan team in that tournament. And I mean, again, it's not like they're playing horrible, horrible now. It's starting to turn around. Rutgers has just kind of been there with their star, just like Iowa has. Like, without Ron Harper Jr. or Keegan Murray, I don't know if either of these teams are even in any sort of relative atmosphere of the middle of the Big Ten standings. But they've held up and been around 500 because of those kind of big players. And we'll see if they're able to hold it up. But, like, Rutgers and Iowa are two teams where, like, I said it before. Michigan's the team where, obviously, the talent's there. 
and they just haven't been playing it. I want to believe in them. I want to see them do well. Rutgers and Iowa is a team where the play has been there. They've been surprises. But I don't know if it can hold up here, especially right now at the end, when it's going to matter the most. Those are the teams I'd put kind of on like fall off the cliff alert. But again, there's a whole lot of other teams down below them too in the Big Ten standings who are kind of enough or maybe they may be able to even things out. We'll see. But it's kind of how I view the Big Ten right now. So it, in recap, Purdue, Illinois, Michigan State top. I actually moved Michigan State down. So Purdue and Illinois up top right now. Maybe put Wisconsin into that third spot instead of Michigan State, if you want to put a third team there. But then Michigan State, Ohio State, Indiana. And then the next three down, Michigan, Rutgers, and Iowa. Those are the nine teams, I think, right now that have, like, I guess, realistic tournament chances. Other teams can play their way back into it, obviously. we got a month left. But as things stand, I haven't looked at what Joe Lenardi's done recently. We'll talk about it tomorrow, perhaps. That's where I would have it as far as teams that I think are at least good enough to make a nice little tournament run. We'll see what ends up happening the rest of the way. This has been Locked On Big Ten. Again, every single weekday, everything you need to know about the conference. We'll be back tomorrow with Jay Stevens. He'll be in to chat about Ohio State. And also, we've got a big game coming up tomorrow between Illinois and Michigan State, two of the top teams that I mentioned here on today's show. We'll talk to Jay about that game, what he has to say about what Ohio State basketball's been up to is they had another game postponed over the weekend. We'll obviously ask about that too. That's big. And it's coming up tomorrow right here on Locked On Big Ten. Again, Locked On Big Ten has been your first listen every weekday, and we thank you for making it that. But now head on over to Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with analysis and insight from expert Lee Sterling. Uh, it's free and available on all platforms. So, of course, go and check it out wherever you're listening to this right now. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, Locked On Big Ten with me, Nate Dickinson.